Greetings and welcome to my podcast, The Hattrick Copywriter. This is Marlene Ellis and this week we're going to talk still a bit about the refugees, a little bit more detail. Let's find out who are the refugees in the world. Um, because I, I just feel I'm absolutely focused on building my business as the Hattrick Copywriter. But there has to be a way in which you focus on the positive whilst keeping your eyes open around what's happening in the world and what is our responsibility to the entire world while this goes on. So my little bit is to keep this discussion going, to look at who are these refugees besides what's happening in Ukraine whilst our mind is sharpened in that area. According to the UN Refugee Agency, at least 82.4 million people around the world have been forced to flee their homes. Okay, that's what constitutes a refugee. Nearly half of them, 35 million, are children and 4.3 million refugees are stateless. It reminds me of that film where somebody was living in an airport because he was stateless, but I don't think our airports would accommodate 4.3 million refugees. Haiti, mind you, that might be another commercial market in the future for, you know, airports offering stateless properties that nobody can afford. So who are they? Let's look at Haiti refugees. Although Haiti has seen significant, I mean significant, political crisis and natural disasters, uh, in 2021, let's keep it recent, including July, there was the assassination of their Prime Minister, Mosey, August, July, there's been a 7.2 magnitude earthquake that followed. Days later, by tropical storm Grace, most Haitians who reached the US border were not fleeing these recent challenges. Okay, no, because they were a part of a generation who have migrated since their country's devastating 2010 earthquake, which caused more than 217,000 deaths and left more than 1.5 million homeless. Thousands of Haitians have indefinitely been trapped in Mexico. Now Mexico is seeing a sharp uptake in them as asylum applicants. And it's a surge that Mexico are struggling with, all because the US has offloaded its immigration responsibilities onto its neighbor. Now I'm just talking about current times. The Biden administration continues to enforce the pandemic-related border restrictions, deporting nearly 14,000 Haitians since September last year, despite their political and economic crisis. In 2021, these Haitians and their children accounted for nearly 59,000. In September, the U.S. envoy to Haiti resigned in protest of the expulsions, which he described as inhumane and counterproductive. Now let's go to South Sudan, their refugees. There are about 2.3 million refugees from South Sudan. I mean, they have undergone absolute genocide. So they have suffered from violence, food shortage, deteriorating conditions have been pushing Sudanese to emigrate. Most of them are in Uganda, which hosts over 40% of all refugees, about 900,000 people. 
Political conflict, compounded by economic woes and drought, has caused massive displacement, raging violence and dire food shortages. Over 7 million people, about two-thirds of the population, are in need of aid, including around 6.9 million people experiencing hunger. 3.7 million have fled their homes, and 6 out of 10 of them are children. South Sudan is now at a new geopolitical competition between the US and China, with ethnicity fanning the flames of a political fire created by the volatile mix of religion and, you guessed it, oil. So if you agree with that, it's clear the US can't afford to ignore the South Sudan. Still, the US withheld $700 million in aid after the military coup last year. Let's go to Yemen, their refugees. Since 2014, Yemen has been in the middle of one of the world's worst humanitarian crises, battling a crippling civil war, famine and disease outbreaks. It's a common pattern somewhere. 80% of the Yemeni population are in urgent need of humanitarian aid. Millions of people are literally starving. There is virtually no health care. According to some reports, Yemen only has 10 health workers per 10,000 people and nearly a quarter of districts throughout the country have no doctors. The UN warns that the coronavirus could delete Yemen from maps all over the world. Delete. Due to the pandemic, the UK government has cut relief funding for Yemen by 60%. Without these funds, Yemeni lives will be lost. Okay, there's an estimated 85,000 children under the age of five that have died from hunger and disease in Yemen, and this could have been entirely preventable. The UN estimates 130 children under the age of five die every day. Then there's Venezuelan refugees. 3.9 million are Venezuelan displaced abroad, A total of 5.1 million Venezuelans have left their country as of mid-2021. So these are all current situations. And I'll stop there because I know that we don't really, really want to hear it, but we have to get a broader context. This is an opportunity because of what's happening between Ukraine and Russia and because of the emotional response to Ukraine and the importance of helping refugees in Ukraine, it's really the moment to think about all these other refugees that are not European, but nor are they bad people. So many have fallen upon circumstances that were completely out of their control. And I wonder if it's possible ever, whether it's possible, to make these links, to reach out and to have less fear about the other. I don't know, because like I said a couple of weeks ago, we watched Ukrainians beat up Africans whilst they faced fighting for their lives against Russians. So the kind of dislike towards people that don't look like white Western European is so deep, I it is beyond my ability to fully articulate and explain it. Do I think 
all people are like that? No, I don't. Do I think that it's innate in human beings to um, have this level of fear and dislike for each other? No, I don't. I think we're born pure and beautiful and we can achieve anything we want to in this world. If we were to allow ourselves the love for ourselves, the lack of fear, the, the belief, the trust, the uh, willingness to let our lives be ruled by people that are empathic instead of, of narcissistic qualities, obviously the world would be a better place. And I don't want to sound as if I'm idealistic, but when we are running our businesses, we do have to speak to the potential of our business partners and our customers and clients. It's absolutely integral that we look to the highest opportunities and the beauty, and we never ever speak down a proposition, do we? We never see the worst in our customers when we're really trying to provide a service. And when that happens, when you have good business partners and you see that you've got a connection that you can help each other because your skills meet, you bring each other up, don't you? And we have no qualms about applying a very positive approach to our businesses. Honestly, if we didn't do it, the business wouldn't work. Why can't we apply that in life? You know, we're not afraid if we have the potential to grow our businesses. We largely work with anybody. That is a compliment to the business. I know there may be some businesses that say, I'm not working with that person because of the color of their skin. But we largely know that that is not good business. That those principles of having to talk to each other and win a, a contract, those same things that make a successful business are what can make a successful world of really applying what we see as the best in humanity beyond um, the fears. I'm not going to say beyond financial interest. I'm talking about the, the fears, the, the human fears, the anxiety that one group, one racial group can take over another racial group. So we must fight to the bitter end to make sure that they don't build their confidence Otherwise, we will become extinct. I mean, it, it's that kind of fear that drives endless, pointless wars, the total destruction of people. And I'm, I don't want to be preaching. I want to apply the question of business. On the one hand, I will say to you, do not get over-focused on television of misery, of anxiety that will tell you one bad news after another, designed to keep you in fear. And I say, no, focus on your own things, focus on your creativity, focus on your self-love and build your business with love and integrity. And at the same time, I don't say turn your back on poor people, a struggling society an environment that's fighting its hardest to protect us against ourselves so that you only focus on money. If money is just another form of energy, it's the energy that it represents that's more important for us to focus on. That's why 
I want to have this conversation about our relationship to refugees and our relationships to business and how we are really very careful to say the right things and to respect that person when we're in the, the business mindset. And why, if that works, do we not think we cannot grow if we apply that same thing right across our differences when we look at the whole world needing help as if we are not on the same planet, you know, same planet. Okay, so that's what I want to share. Focus, focus, focus on your business and apply how you focus and notice how you focus on your business in comparison to how you focus on refugees. And does it have to be a contradiction in terms? What is the opportunity for all of us if we were to look at this whole situation differently with with not less but much, much more compassion everywhere? What if we were to spread that compassion like wildfire? Then what would the world look like? I will leave it there. I hope that you're well. I hope that you're focused on what's happening in the world that plays to your strengths and that you are really maintaining a discipline, especially if you're a small business. Keep the faith, believe in your potential and just keep going. Okay, that's exactly what I've been doing. I'm empowered when I focus, um, but it forces me to think of who am I being in my focus on my business when all of this is happening around me? How do I reconcile those things? Do I care or don't I care? And that's the question you have to ask yourself. How do you bring these things together so that you keep that humanitarian thing inside you that drives you in everything you do and you keep a balance and a focus and grow your autonomy at the same time? I'll speak to you again soon. Have a good week and work.